0: This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com Go to Audible.com and get your first free audio book and if you sign up, that book is yours to keep You can download it, keep it, and even if you cancel your membership Well, you can keep the book forever That's at Audible.com Welcome. This is episode number two of the podcast, and if you haven't listened to the first episode, these podcasts are all about you just kicking back in your comfy place and turning this on and just drifting away. I honestly don't mind if you don't hear the entire podcast, I actually think of it as a compliment if you've already fallen asleep right now, but think about this, you know when you wake up in the morning and it's, you know you want that extra 10 minutes of sleep and it's just so magical, well you are gonna be in that exact same place for the next Six, seven, eight hours. So here's story number two the golf course. One of the things that we pride ourselves in Baruga is our golf course. If you look on Google Maps and you type in Baruga, well, then you'll see that the golf course is actually larger than the town itself. The buildings and stuff, it's, it's remarkable. And I found myself, you know, it was a constant source of entertainment as a child, and not for the reason you think. We would find ourselves bored, as you do, children. We didn't have, you know, transportation uh, and playing down at the parks and the rivers and stuff. And eventually, yeah, we would get bored of the river. So, we would adventure on to the golf course. Now, normally, the way someone would do it, they would go up to the golf course and then... Go to the pro shop and pay the money and then go on the the golf course itself. as ten year olds of that time, we didn't have money, so we used to sneak on. I know Ryan right? we are badasses. anyway there was one place down in the golf course we were walking along and again it was just a beautiful day as i look back in my childhood i do remember the the fact that there was many many beautiful days this one was in spring so the grass was still green everywhere there was you know moisture in the air and you could smell the flowers And once again we found ourselves walking along a dusty track down through there's a little forest area to the side which would take you to there was a spot where they used to, you know, dig up the sand and use that for the uh for the bunkers. That was a great place to run around and we would play chasey. When we were really young, it was called Tiggy, but, well, we were men now, so we called it Chasey. And then while we're doing this, we're playing Chasey and tagging each other, we heard this voice, and it was a voice of a golfer. And so we scramble along, not to be seen, just crawling along the grass under the cover of these wide wide covering trees I wish I knew what they were called but I don't they were trees the bushy kind not the big tall kind the bushy kind and we stare through like spies and we see that we are right next to a really really long Whole range. I wish I had better technology. Technology, terminology for golfing. And I apologise to all golfers that are listening to this. I'm not a golfer. I'm terrible. And I may, from time to time, when I was playing golf, I might have written down a couple of little numbers that weren't that little smaller than they should have been. But I think we've all done that from time to time. Anyway, we heard that this golfer, and he was yelling out to one of his friends and how good his shot was, and so as we crawled up, we saw this. Now let me paint for you the picture of this golf course hole, the single hole we saw. It was a long and straight hole. There was the bit where you teed off, and then a hill would rise, so you couldn't actually see where your ball landed, if you were good enough, and most people were, it wasn't too far, so you could hit the ball up, and then you wouldn't see. And so these people, we watched for a while, and they would they would hit the ball, rise up, and Then come through and congratulate themselves or give another person an excuse as to the reason why it was, you know, not the most perfect shot. I'll make up for it with the next one. Yours was worse. You know, the whole before. Or just generally telling each other to be quiet. And so we watched for about 20 minutes. Now I dare you to to look upon yourself and think. Let's say you're, you're you know a ten year old child or a twelve year old child, and again of the time we were you know left alone for a period. You know that show Stranger Things where the kids get to face evil, but one of the big takeaways is that the kids just leave their children alone to ride around and day and night. Well, that's what it was like. I look back now and realize that, yeah, we, the whole town was our backyard. The whole river was our backyard. The whole forest was our backyard. And I thank my parents today for, you know, moving from Melbourne to Baruga. That is a story for another time. Anyway, back to the, back to the, uh, the golf course. We're standing there. We're watching the, uh, the the golf players go through. And we are noticing that when they hit the ball, we hear the sound. We don't see the players. There's a light breeze. Again, that hint of flower through the air. And I can distinctly remember the soft feeling of, of the the sandy dirt between myself and on the ground and I turn to Kelvin and we sort of look at each other in that mischievous way and say, you know what? They don't see where their balls land. What if we ran out, grabbed their golf ball and threw it even further. Now, an idea like that is just going to spread like wildfire. And so we honestly could not think of any single reason on this planet why that would be a bad idea. Why that would be not wise. I don't think wisdom comes to children at the age of 10 or 12, do you? No, I don't. So anyway, we ran out. Wait, sorry, let me start again. We waited, there was a a team that went through a group. Again, I'm so sorry to people who play golf, the proper terminology, but there was a group of four people went through. Now, as you know, what's going to happen is they'll wait for everybody to finish their shots and then they together they go through we had to see cuz sometimes golfers would go through on these golf buggies and that's way too fast we needed people that walked to give us the time to do what we needed to do so one by one they do their shots <sharp inhale> <sharp inhale> <sharp inhale> And And we saw the balls land, and they're all good. We all decided which one we would run out and grab. Now, here's the, the additional thing. We all ran out, rose up, ran as fast as we could, and we got to all of the balls, and we threw them. Except for one. So we all scramble back under the cover of this leafy, bushy tree that I think was designed to sort of put a nice veneer on this place where they were digging up the dirt so you couldn't actually see it. And so what would happen was, sorry, what happened was we, we came back and We all sat down and were puffing and we, we felt, you know, amazingly alive. And and we all you know congratulated ourselves on how far we threw the balls, in. except Kelvin says, I didn't I didn't throw mine. It's still there and he pointed over to it and sure enough it was where it lay. And then we turned to him initially thinking, Okay, so why didn't you do that? And then We realized the reason why. So here's what happened. We hear the golfers and their inane chatter and they rise up over the hill to find their their golf balls. The first one finds his right there. It's in the middle of the fairway. And by the way, I'm just going to congratulate myself for getting that terminology correct. But in the middle of the fairway. And then the other three golfers start looking for their shots. They can't find them. It's it's nowhere. There's There's nowhere around here. Until one of them looks in the distance. and sees a little white dot far, far away. Now, Graham had an amazing arm, so he threw his, and it landed on the putting area. Mine was okay. Sean's was was okay as well. And so they saw one of the balls, and... A eureka moment. that were just screamed with adulation. Oh my God, look at my shot. Wow. Macka, have a look at this. He cried. And they walked on up. Now the poor person to which the ball wasn't thrown. He had to resign himself to not well be near as good as these other people. And that sort of added the mystery. He didn't know what was going on. And one by one, they found their shots. And they all cried out. Except that one person. Grumbling, he pulls out his golfing club, I don't know what iron it was but I do know that it was an iron and I am congratulating myself for knowing that he was going to use an iron and he hit his shot the rest putted on and they talked about this all the way through we We felt so alive so mischievous we went back to playing you know Chasey and running around as you do when you play Chasey you're making a lot of noise now what we didn't realise was that the golf course sort of went around this area and so Before we knew it, I was running along and I stopped short when I came up against a large adult male that looked remarkably like one of the men that was the group that went through and the balls that we, we threw. And it seems this person was able to put two and two together because very quickly, in that no-fuss-farming kind of voice, he said, You wouldn't believe how far we hit these balls today. And I said, really? Yeah, we we hit these balls really, really far. Which is strange because we, we already hit these balls really far, but when I think about it, it's further than anybody could hit. And that includes Greg Norman, which was a big golfer at the time. I think he owns a bunch of golf courses and stuff now. One by one, all the kids, you know, turn up because they can hear this discussion. And we are just frightened little mice. (laughs) And it was one of those really cool things where he knew what we did. And then this smile rose on his face. And he just said, "You cheeky buggers," and then walked away. That was it. He could have turned us into the police if we thought, because we were that years you know, that that old, and so we thought we might be in trouble with the police. But as it turns out, no. He thought it was hilarious. And we thought we'd gotten away with the single greatest, you know, mischievous event of the century. And then walking back along that dusty track. A fair way away, we, we happened to see a golf ball on the side of the little track. It ran alongside of the golf course, so that really wasn't anything weird. And then Kelvin picks it up, turns, and just throws that golf ball onto the golf, you know, course fairway area and then just turns to us and says they're going to have a hell of a time figuring out why there's an extra ball on the golf course. (laughs) And then we laughed. We headed to the local fish and chip shop, which was a, a thing we did whenever we finished doing something, when we would order ourselves a minimum of chips. Someone would have $1. And then we would sit around and just Eat them, laugh, joke. And then try to become legends on the local arcade machine. The single arcade machine that was in the entire town. And one day I I was a legend. My name was on top of the ranking system. the game was called 1942 but that is a story for another time thank you for listening hopefully by now you are fast asleep if not there's more stories and hopefully you find one enough to help you drift off to sleep Until next time, good night.